Welcome to the Focus Church Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We hope that it inspires you and gives you a fresh perspective. Enjoy the sermon. Come on, Focus Church! It's a good day to be in the house of the Lord. The presence of the Lord is here. And so a miracle can happen right now, right here. Clap your hands for the miracles that are happening all over this room. And would you join me as we welcome all those online and all those who are joining us from our Apex campus this morning. We love you and we believe that today is going to be a day that you never, ever forget. If you're joining us here for the first time, uh, we are so excited to see your face in this place this morning. We know that finding a church home in the middle of a, a pandemic can be challenging, uh, but we, we really believe um, that you can encounter the presence of a good father in this room. I, I believe that you've already had the opportunity to step into that, and uh, we are just getting started. And not only do you have a, a chance to encounter God, but you have a chance to build life-giving relationships here. And we really believe that this is a place that you can feel comfortable calling home. So as we like to say here, welcome home and welcome to the Focus family. Well, my name is Dave and uh, I get the privilege of communicating God's word with you again. This Sunday, uh, Pastor Mike is, as you saw, out of town, but his wife, our first lady, is not. And, and so I just, I just wanted to take a few minutes to, to honor her and uh, to speak blessings over her and to thank her for week in and week out, creating a space for us to encounter the presence of a living God. Can we just thank God for the leader that she is? Can we thank God for how she stewards his presence, how she helps us be taken deeper into the Father's heart? so many sacrifices behind the scene so many things that you'll never see but pastor ashton we love you Uh, we've got some flowers for you today um, just to say thank you and happy valentine's day i know that um, you not only lead us into the presence ashton but you also make a lot of sacrifices as pastor mike travels and is on the road even today on valentine's day you're you're a part but i just thank you for helping us be taken deeper into God's heart. So we honor you and we bless you. And um, we're really excited about all that God is going to continue to do through you and Pastor Mike um, through Focus Church. Let's go ahead and turn in our Bibles today to John chapter 5. You can pull that up on your phones in your actual Bible, or you can follow along with us here on the screens. We're going to be starting in verse 1 today, and it reads, Then Jesus returned to Jerusalem to observe one of the Jewish holy days. Inside the city gate, there was, or inside the city near the sheep gate, there was a pool called in Aramaic Bethsaida, the house of loving kindness. And this pool is surrounded by five covered porches. Hundreds of six people were lying there on the porches, the paralyzed, the blind, and the crippled. 
all of them waiting for their healing. For an angel of God would periodically descend into the pool to stir the waters. And the first one who stepped into the pool after the waters swirled would instantly be healed. Now there was a man who had been disabled for 38 years, lying among the multitude of the sick. When Jesus saw him lying there, he knew that the man had been crippled for a long time. So Jesus said to him, do you truly long to be healed? The sick man answered him, sir, there's no way I can get healed. For I have no one who will lower me into the water when the angel comes. And as soon as I try to crawl to the edge of the pool, someone else jumps in ahead of me. And Jesus said to him, stand up, pick up your sleeping mat, and you will walk. Immediately, he stood up. He was healed. So he rolled up his mat, and he walked again. Today I'll be preaching a message entitled, Pick Up Your Mat, Wounded But Whole, Wounded But Whole. Father, I trust you to heal hearts in this room today. I trust you to heal hearts that are watching online today. Holy Spirit, take me over. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, happy Valentine's Day, everyone. It's so good to see you. Um, to start off today, um, I'm going to need some volunteers again. And don't worry, there is not a poncho and goggles involved. Um, I, I actually need a couple this morning who would consider themselves somewhat competitive. Anybody in the house? A couple? A husband? A wife? Okay, let's go. Bring them on up. Let's go. Come on, give them a hand. Make your way up. Uh, we're going to be playing a game this morning called Blown Away. And as you're making your way forward this morning, before we even start the game, I want you to think of one thing that blew you away about your wife and one thing that blew you away. Come on in, come on in. Away about your husband. Who wants to start? All right. What blew you away? Talk to me. Honest and loyalty. Let's go. Let's go. All right. One thing that blew you away. What a good dad he's been. What a good dad. Let's go. I'm loving that. Very, very cool. Well, here's what we're going to do today, guys. We are going to play a game called Blown Away. And the winner of this game, you're going to compete against each other. I hope you're, you're cool with that. Um, you're going to win a gift card, a $25 gift card to a really nice restaurant. And um, here's what we're going to do. We're gonna, I'm going to give each one of you a balloon. And uh, what you're not allergic to latex or anything, are you? Okay, good. Um, and so if we're not, we're just going to pray that away. Uh, but, uh, but anyways, so what you're going to do is we're, you're going to take this balloon and you're going to blow it up. And then you're going to take the air from this balloon and you're going to try and use the air to blow each one of these five cups off of the stool. 
okay? And so before you do that, I'm going to give you three pro tips, okay, so that maybe you could beat my 20 sec- 26 seconds flat, just saying. And so uh, what, what, here's three pro tips. First of all, you're going to try and blow this. Th- not this one. I'll, I'll give you a brand new one. Uh, but what you're going to do is you're going to try and blow the balloon up as big as you can, tip number one. Tip number two, you want to aim towards the top of the cup. If you go too, the, too low, it won't go very far. Um, you'll be up here for a while. And uh, tip, tip number three is uh, you want to let out as much air as possible, okay? There's a little lip around here, and so it makes it a little bit more challenging. That was intentional. But um, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give you a balloon here, and then I'm going to give you a balloon here. And then I'm going to set my stopwatch, okay? Um, no, yes, we're going to go one at a time, and we're going to let ladies go first. You know, it's Valentine's Day. It's the only right way to do this. And so I'm going to set my timer, and you're going to blow that thing up. Maybe we could even have some John, John Allen come back out and play a little something behind. Um, and uh, we're going to give you as much time as you need, but I'm sure it won't take you too long. And uh, we're going to see if your husband can take you down. Are you ready? You up for the competition? Oh, you can blow up as many times as you want. Absolutely. All right, here we go. On three, two, and one. Here she goes, ladies and gentlemen, with the first blow. Keep going. Oh, she got two in one. Let's go. Unbelievable. Three more to go. Three more to go. We're here at 13 seconds. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, ladies and gentlemen. My goodness gracious. 17 and a half seconds. Absolutely incredible. I'm just going to tell you this. Dana just put the pressure on you. Now, I don't know how, how many games y'all play at the house. I don't know a lot. Okay. Okay. Well, Dana, this is your, this is your chance to shine here. And uh, I'm, I'm just going to say best of luck. I'm going to restart this. And on three, two, and one, here we go. You're good, good. You can do it. You can do it. You got this. Come on, cheer him on, focus, church. Cheer him on, focus. Come on, focus. Come on, cheer him on. Cheer him on. What, what's the problem? There's a bunch of holes. There's a bunch of holes in his balloon. Well, hey, give it up for Dana. She's our big winner this morning. Y'all are awesome. Blessings. Crazy love. Hey, y'all can take this away, actually. All right, awesome stuff. I love it. That wasn't. That was dirty. That was so dirty. (laughs) Why did that happen? Why did Dana win this morning? Um, She was given a balloon that was whole. And her husband was given a balloon that was broken. They both received the same instruction, but only one could do the instructions well because of the condition of the balloon. And you can sit under the best teachings, the best preachings. You can go to the best counselors. 
You can even read best-selling authors' books on love. But if the condition of your heart is broken, you won't be able to apply the advice that's been given too well. Not only that, but, but both of the balloons look the same. But one was whole and the other wasn't. And that's the thing about the wounds of your heart. They can't be seen. But that doesn't mean that they aren't there. And so today we're not going to talk about the three tips to have a better marriage. We're not going to talk about the five ways to speak each other's love language. And we're not going to talk about the ten ways to know that he's the one. I've benefited greatly from all kinds of marital sermons, all kinds of counsel, and all kinds of books, specifically Cherished by Gary Thomas has been a really, really helpful one. Guys, take note. However, the advice that you're given is only as good as your heart is whole. If the balloon represents your heart, then the air blown into it represents the information you intake. If you are consuming more information, then you are creating space to let God heal your heart. You're going to be more frustrated than you are fulfilled. Let me give you an example. My, my wife's love language is quality time. Mine is not. Uh, mine is words of affirmation and physical touch. Talk to me and touch me, and my love tank is really full. And the, the tendency with love language is to speak the language that you like to receive. And so for a very long time in our marriage, quality time didn't come naturally for me. It was something that I had to really lean in and focus on. And even though I knew what she needed, even though I knew that this was the right thing to do in our marriage, I, I, I was operating from a wounded heart. And so I had the right information, but I didn't have the right heart to fulfill it. So I like to say it this way, because I had a balloon full of holes, my wounded heart was preventing me from doing it with a whole heart, which leads us to our goal today, to help you exchange your wounded heart for a whole one. So let's dive back into John chapter 5, and we'll pick up in verse 5. We find a man who has been paralyzed for 38 years, and the first question that Jesus asked him is, do you truly long to be healed? And it's in this verse that we find the first and only ingredient to becoming wholehearted. And that is desire. The one and only ingredient to becoming wholehearted is desire. If you're going to receive healing today, it's going to, because, it's going to be because you wanted it. But here's the thing. It can be painful. It can be hard. It can be challenging to go back into 
those memories. Back into those past moments that caused you great mental and emotional and maybe even physical pain. But I want to encourage you this morning that God can only heal what you reveal. God can only heal what you reveal. But pastor, I'm good. That abuse, it happened so long ago. That betrayal, it was hard for the first few years, but I'm over it now. That, that prejudice, it, it really stung. It didn't land on my heart in a good way. But, but you, you got to understand, Pastor, I've moved on. I'm good. Just because you aren't paralyzed on the outside doesn't mean that you aren't paralyzed on the inside. Pain has a way of paralyzing your peace. It has a way of crippling your courage. And it has a way of inhibiting your influence. And as a result, you find yourself on a map. Paralyzed by pain. Just because you aren't paralyzed on the outside doesn't mean that you aren't paralyzed on the inside. But here's the thing about wounds. Time doesn't heal wounds. I remember playing golf in the front yard of my house when I was a five-year-old boy. And me and my neighbor were smashing balls in our front yard into our neighbor's yard, doing our best Jack Nicholas impersonation. This was before the days of T-Dub, Tiger Woods. And so... Uh, all of a sudden, we're having the time of our life. I, I thought it would be a really good idea to walk behind my, my buddy as, just as he was taking his backswing. And uh, the next thing you know, I, I'm, I'm in the emergency room, and my forehead is gushing blood. And when we finally got into a room, and when we finally saw the doctor, here's what the doctor didn't do. Take a long look. At my head. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, here's what I need you to do, Dave. Uh, just give it a few weeks and uh, you'll be good to go. No. He, he stitched it up. He put a bandage on it. He said, come back in a few weeks. We'll take the stitches out and we'll go from there. Why? Because time doesn't. Heal wounds. Time might make you become numb to the pain because it's been a while. It was 10, 15, 20 years ago, but time doesn't heal it. It actually infects unattended ones. What started as a small seed of neglect from your parents has now turned into this big tree of bound emotions. What started as a small seed of rejection from a friend has turned into a big tree of anger. What started as a small seed of grief from the loss of a family member 
has now turned into this big tree of depression. And then you wake up one morning and you're like, how did that tree get here? Where did that come from? It's because a wound was never healed and it got infected. And infections always spread. You don't get over wounds. You've got to go through them. Which means there is always a story that accompanies your healing. If you don't have a story of how Jesus brought your heart to life, then there's probably a good chance you haven't experienced salvation. If there's a story, if, there, if you don't have a story of how Jesus made your heart whole, then there's a good chance you haven't experienced healing. I remember being at Liberty University and walking into my first church experience there. I had never seen such passion in worship. Obviously, I had never been to a focused church experience before that. But there were thousands of college students all lifting up their hands in adoration of King Jesus. And I was just kind of taking it all in. It was very new to me. And then all of a sudden, my eyes got fixed on someone about 10 rows down from me. And I knew there was just something contagious about this person's worship. I, I couldn't look away. And, and I thought to myself, man, that person has something that I don't. I, I don't know what it is, but I want it. And so for the next two weeks, every time I had the intentions of going to play golf with the golf team there, at Liberty, my car didn't start. This was a four-year-old Honda Accord. It wasn't a 30-year-old hand-me-down from great-grandma. I never had any problems with it, except when I wanted to go play golf for the next two weeks. And then every time I wanted to go do something else, my car started just fine. This was very strange to me. And thinking that this was more than just mere coincidence, I reached out to God. God, I, I don't know what this is all about. I, I, I sure hope that you aren't saying golf's the problem. <laughs> um, but as I reached out to God, I heard him speak to me for the very first time in my spirit. And he said, Dave, you can keep playing golf, but you're going to be miserable when you do it. I have something so much better for you than this. Better? That, that's definitely not what I was hoping to hear. <laughs> what could be better than traveling the country, playing golf at the highest collegiate level with some of the coolest guys on campus? I was having the time of, the the time of my life and the prime of my life and God's suggesting there's something better. And then I thought, well, golf definitely doesn't give me what that person was getting in the presence of God. So, huh, maybe there is something better. And so I gave God my lid, golf. 
I opened up my heart and I experienced his love for the first time. And that was the day Jesus brought my heart to life. I also remember being hurt deeply by someone years later in ministry. Bitterness came in the form of a seed and took root deep into the soil of my heart. And as a result, I became paralyzed on a mat called critical spirit. I found myself diminishing other leaders instead of praising God for the work that he was up to in their life and in their ministry. And the crazy part is most of these leaders I didn't even know. I was just noticing their success from afar. My lack of valuing people not only affected me, but it started to affect people's experience of me. Then one day, I went through a healing and freedom session. My good friend, Dan Vance. I gave God my feelings of anger, of rejection, and of disappointment. I processed those with him. I invited Jesus into a memory to heal it. And what he did next, I'll never forget. I, was, I saw myself standing in a church lobby all by myself, and I was wearing a mask. And Jesus comes into this memory, and he puts his right arm around me. He looks at my mask. And says, you won't be needing this anymore. He gently takes it off, puts it on the ground, and steps on it. Then he takes his left index finger. He puts it on my heart. And it's as if this bright light of love just came and filled every crack of hurt. This bright light of love came and filled every broken place. And then he came and embraced me. And it was on that day that I started the journey of my heart becoming whole. You don't get over wounds. You've got to go through them. And as you go through them with God, he always wants to make something beautiful out of them. And the beauty that came out of this healing story was that I experienced God in a brand new way as friend. And that I was able to celebrate people instead of comparing and competing with them. You see, the enemy always wants to paralyze you with pain. But God always wants to purify you through it. God says in Isaiah 48 verse 10, I have refined you. In the furnace of suffering. God didn't cause the suffering, but God can use the suffering for you to experience his heart, number one, so that he can reproduce his heart in you. But it all hinges on your desire to be made whole. But it's not that easy. 
If it was, every one of you would have a whole heart. You see, the enemy is strategically assaulting your heart in three ways every single day in hopes of diminishing your desire and hacking your hope. And we find all three of these in verse 7. In response to Jesus' question, do you want to be healed? He replies, there's no way. 38 years of disappointment has a way of emptying your expectations. I'd like to, Jesus, but let me tell you, how much time you got? You see, the the guy had, had already made up his mind that healing was an impossibility. And this is the first area that the enemy attacks, your mindset. As Joyce Meyer puts it, the battlefield is your mind. What has your mind has you. And this man lacked desire because he believed in his mind. There is no way I can be healed. And if I'm honest, I'm okay with that. I've learned how to be comfortable with my dysfunction. And I can't actually imagine it with I can't actually imagine life without it. And so because of this mindset, it affected his attitude. I don't have anyone who will lower me into the water. Do you hear the despair in his voice? The thought of being healed sounds nice, but there's no one who cares about me. There's no one who's willing to help me. You see, Jesus, I've tried to get into the water. But as soon as I do, someone else jumps in ahead of me. I've tried, and I've tried, and I've tried, and I'm tired of trying. And some of you feel that same way today. There's no way my heart can be healed. It's been too wounded. It's been too mishandled. It's been too shattered. If someone only cared, Pastor, if someone would only reach out, if someone would just give me some time, you see, I've tried and I've tried and I've tried and I'm tired of trying. So you find yourself on a mat. Paralyzed by your pain. If that's you this morning, you've come to the right place. Because when Jesus walks into the room, things change. Demons flee. Minds renew. Legs strengthen. And hearts heal when Jesus shows up into the room. Jesus looked right past this man's faulty thinking. And he said, stand up. Pick up your mat. And walk again. I see you trying. But will you trust me? 
I see you striving, but will you trust me? I see you working, but will you trust me? I see you performing, but will you trust me? I don't need your try. I need your trust. The only thing standing between you and your healing this morning is your math, your mindset, your attitude, and your try. Hear the Father say this morning, pick, stand up. if you will pick up your mat he will pick up your pieces the pieces of your broken shattered hurt and wounded heart if you pick up your mat he will pick up Some of you are here this morning and you've never experienced that kind of healing. You've come in here wounded and broken and hurting, but not only have you come in wounded, hurting, and broken, but you, you've never had Jesus not only make your heart whole, but you've never had him bring your heart to life. And if that's you here this morning, I want to invite you into giving God your heart and making him the Savior and the Lord of your life. And if that's you here this morning in the room at our Apex campus, or for those of you who are watching online, would you just pray this prayer after me and believe that God is going to come in close and raise your dead heart to life. Father, I give you my heart. Forgive me of my sin and set me free. I trust you as my Savior, and I trust you as my friend. Come and make your home in my heart. In Jesus' name, amen. For those of you who just prayed that prayer, Jesus has come to make all things new. He's not only your Savior, but he's your friend, and your heart is now alive. Now we have started, we, you have been given the access to be made whole. You, you've entered the doctor's office, so to speak. Salvation fills out the paperwork so that, that you can see the doctor. And so whether you just said yes to Jesus for the very first time or whether you've been following him for a very long time, if you've come into here with a wounded heart and you want to exchange that wounded heart for a whole one, we're going to give you a few moments to create some space just to be with the surgeon. And so I want to invite you right now to close your eyes. 
to open up your hands in a posture of receiving. To lean back right where you are. To take a deep breath in the presence of God. Jesus, we trust you. Would you just pray this in your heart and in your spirit right now? Jesus, I give you my wounded heart. Come in close. Heal it. And give me a hold one. In Jesus' name.
Thanks again for joining us, and thank you to those who give generously to make this ministry possible. You can click the link in our description to give now or visit www.givetofocus.com. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, and hey, while you're at it, take a screenshot and share it on your social stories. Tag us at My Focus Church. We'd love to hear how God is speaking to you.